I mean, I yeah, I'm definitely ready. I just, you know... It looks we, like we I'm should, unboxing should, something for the first time. That's but it's really the hard. opposite. We should be showing people it's the reboxing. <laughs> it's the repackaging of the pa- of the uh, <laughs> of the next pad because that's how we do it. You know, it's done. No, uh, we have. A I mean, as soon as this loan. stream is done, mine's getting the same treatment. Where I'm going to be putting it back. <laughs> I spent in its the good part box. of the day just today just um, doing that. Uh, let me just reach down yeah, and yeah. pick this up because it's Two really pretty. Before. It is. It is. It is it's absolutely. So I love the um, the simplicity of it. So I, I saw this at CES and boxes on the floor. So I saw this at CES and they showed it mm-hmm. off with the um, what's it called the next display or the new the yeah. I guess they're moving into a few different form factors than what we are used to seeing next the next computers or next computing. Let me just mm-hmm. snap that on. And there we are. The next pad is fully assembled. And here, Juan, can you see yourself in it? And right there. Yeah. Hey, there I am. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what, what I meant. I when you have too many displays, you got to do it. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm swimming in too okay, many screens right now. If we're going to go cheesy, let's hilarious. go cheese department. So well, you guys are just going to watch the entire stream through the reflection. This is, this is the inception. <laughs> that's I. the show's inception. Oh so I made God. the mistake of also sticking some of like the, their adapters to the back, and now I can't. It's so hard to get them off. The uh, oh, you mean the uh, the the sticky pad, right? The, the one. <laughs> yeah. not, I tried not to. Um, they only included one in the package for me, and okay, they gave me two. With, oh, lucky you! Yeah, because mine only had one. So, did you, was yours the circle or the sort of filled in rectangle? No, it's uh, a solid, uh, solid, solid uh, circle. It's a solid metal, yeah, a solid piece of metal with an adhesive, a three M adhesive on one side. Right, circle or the rectangle? Circle. Okay, so I have that open ring, and then they also included a solid rectangle. Oh, sorry, so, that was yeah. my that was my daughter's watch. I don't know what the timer was, but she apparently set a timer before. She put the watch on the charger in my office. So um, the solid piece oh, I'm sorry, of metal. No, no, I'm sorry. My mistake. You are correct. It is yeah, rectangle. solid rectangle. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, have. I mean, it's like we're describing the marshmallows in a box of Lucky Charms. Um, the uh, the that solid rectangle was strong enough through the bumper case on my Honor Magic Four to keep yep. it stuck on there, um, which was very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, every single one with the Honor, with the OnePlus, with the. Uh, uh, the Huawei. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I still have it behind my case. I need to put this back in the <laughs> box. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Oh, but, you know, God. we can show people here, you know, you just kind of slap it on there. And even welcome, if it's not stuck to the phone. <laughs> yeah, because that's how we do it. Welcome back to Earthquake Cam. <laughs> you know, actually, it's surprisingly uh, surprisingly solid as far as the uh, the adhesive part. Was surprised. Yeah, I honestly thought it was going to be a little bit shaky or something. Sorry, I'm resizing windows. I'm not ignoring you. I, you know, uh, magnets—they do amazing things. So yeah, uh, everyone, welcome to the best of our week, where we've got a bunch of displays. To talk. I'm back. swimming in displays right now. I have too I... many displays. <laughs> uh, so, Dave yeah. Burns on on the Discord was like, "Oh, you can't have too many screens." And you're like, "Right now in the office, I think I've got 15, 15 monitors." Oh, dude, so you, I need you, you, to. You there. So I'm I, like, as much as I love this next pad, I'm also like, I'm okay sending it back to you guys. <laughs> it's okay. I know you you were so kind to send out this like short term. This is like or pre uh, pre pre release pre release. I guess yeah, you yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. just like, okay, this is really sweet. I'm I'm so glad I got to take this first spin. I have to get rid of some screens. 
So, <laughs> well, believe it or not, actually, uh, as as fun as it is to have so many screens, it also generates a lot of heat. That's the other thing that you can keep in yeah. mind in a studio environment, especially when it already is depending where you're located and so on like for me that's one of my biggest problems like when i'm setting up this side i make sure that everything else is shut off in the office because everything else starts generating especially those two behind me yeah i can practically just sit here in the middle of the winter and i'll be fine like freezing it'll be fine it'll just i think i'm gonna get rid i've got that old beat up vizio tv which is basically just a panel for my chromecast and i think i'm just gonna Uh, give up wait was that the one on the wall or dump it not, not I've got it on the, the bookcase. On the bookcase. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, I remember on the side by the doorway. Yeah, yeah. And and just like, you know, it 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 makes you know when you're sitting too close to a TV, and especially older TVs, mm-hmm. they, they make that electrical coil whine. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I can be sitting across the office and I can hear the TV. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if the yeah, TV yeah. doesn't have anything actively playing and the speakers aren't on, I can hear the TV. So I can't even leave it on for like having a nice screensaver photo just for some decoration in the office it's i can't shoot with it because it Mm -hmm. does make just enough of a buzz that i can pick it up on my mics and i hate having to scoop all that out you're like i've got i've got this setup here with two big displays one of which i'm going to be doing a video on soon too Mm -hmm. and i i feel it's just time i've got to start simplifying a bit more i gotta start porting with some of this kit. Well, I mean, and getting the setup, getting your office set up down to a more, uh, I, I would say, optimized workflow. That's really at the end of the day, it needs to fl- it needs to support what you're trying to do, but not get in the way of what you're trying to do. Yeah. And when it becomes that part, when it's coming, getting in the way, it yeah, it, it's counterintuitive. I don't feel like I always try to fix things around. And luckily, lately, I've been able to use the our dining table to be able to film a lot of my stuff since cool. it's a nice service. So. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've had a little bit of relief, but I understand. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> less is always yeah, less is always more. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, in, in yeah, forty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> that is interesting. Okay, hold on a second. This is very very interesting. This magnet is doing some funky stuff. Let me just put the magnet here. Okay, so I had it sitting Uh-oh. here for a second, and I lift it, and every time I lifted it, Chrome opened the new tab. I'm like, how did that happen? Oh. Oh, Michael Peppertech. I'm glad I'm not the only one who can hear the electrical wine. I just listened to Juan wine to cover it up. That is the best strategy. I mean, I, I uh, Michael Peppertech, I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can find no fault with your statement. That is, that is accurate. So uh, I think that's just good life advice. It, it's like a fine wine. It gets better with age. You know how it is, you know? <laughs> that's right. I mean, not like my whining doesn't age like milk. You know, let's not go sour about anything right now. But yeah, <laughs> every time we tell that joke, I falafel. So there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end it there because we're we're about to get everybody just because really hummus. Off. No, okay, too many food puns. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, so so both of us were were taking a spin with the next next pad. From and the makers of the Next, Next Doc, Doc, which we yeah, were both very big fans of. I think of. it's like Next Computing is the actual company name. That's the full <laughs> name. I just, yeah. when, when you go to their site, it's just like NEX. So yeah. I've kind of gotten lazy and I'm now I'm starting call, I'm calling them Next. No, I, it, to me, it's what's next, really, if you think about it. Because with the solutions yeah. that they've offered us over the years, we've been used to using their laptop experience. Not laptop, but like their clamshell uh, version. Mm-hmm. So they had the 360, then they had the touch, and then they had the uh, obviously the first gen. 
And one thing that I realized first and foremost when I started using, yeah, exactly, like that one, uh, is mm -hmm. that this is not really trying to compete with the touch or the 360 solution. NVIDIA is going crazy. It's like, where is one moving? Um, I might just turn it off and go with a wider shot because we have so many screens. Give me a second. You keep talking. Okay. I'm going to turn off my my. So for me, the here. first thing I noticed with that is it, it truly is trying to give you a tablet experience, not a computer-based experience, where the next stock is trying to give you a PC experience utilizing, exactly, uh, using, um, uh, what's it called? Either Dex, Ready 4. This is like literally the one time I wish I, had, I still had the Ready 4, the Moto 3, uh, the Moto mm -hmm. Because I was like the only one I couldn't test, but I mean I knew we would. So work. I no started using it, and then um, I, I was I was just chatting with Barry, and he was like, you know, I'd totally be down to give that Moto a run for its money. And I'm like, well, they haven't asked for it back yet, so why don't you go ahead and take it since it's got my folio case and stylus mm -hmm. on it, and you can just jam until I get some kind of word from Moto or Qualcomm that they need that they need it back. So just as I'd sent that off, I'd, I'd, I'd had the pairing for a day and like a doofus, I didn't shoot any B-roll of using ready for, I just was using ready for cool. with the next pad. But you didn't use it. Yeah, I didn't I shoot it. If you didn't shoot it, did it really happen? Nope. Know. That's the question. No, nope, no, nope, it cool. didn't. <laughs> Juan's working on his QVC tryouts. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And is. here we go. Please. Yes, Absolutely. Um, but the experience, like I said, it, it's very different. Um, they're not trying to replicate the next stock. They're trying to give you a different solution. It truly is trying to give you what, I mean, for the better, for the lack of a better word, what this tablet is going to give you if you're using a Samsung. This is the Tap S8 Ultra. This is a obviously one UI tablet that runs Dex, and you are able to run Dex as the uh, the uh, the system, uh, you know, the uh, the operating system. But yeah, next talk as as Juan's showing you right there, the every part of this is purposely built and it's purposely set for a function. Uh, from the folio case to the pogo pins at the bottom that they're looking into possibly making a keyboard for it, um, they're really trying to just build a tablet experience. But it seriously is a solid piece of hardware. Like it's it, it it's heavy. It's heavy, but like you can seriously like you can you can fan like you can just really just okay. It's a hot day and I want to fan myself. That's how solid this thing is, and like it's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, because you've you've got some tablets over there right now. Just from handling it a bit, I would say that this is definitely heavier and sturdier than any of the recent iPads that I've poked around with. Okay, well, I mean, no, what about uh, with like a Galaxy Tab? So for me on the on the tablet on the on the Galaxy, so I have the Tab S8 Ultra. Obviously, this is a much bigger one. This is 14 inches to a 12 inch. Uh, it it gives me. It's a slightly different experience because this is really still utilizing the phone, right? So the next pad is definitely, I would feel like about the same weight, although this is definitely more metal because of the. So that's that's kind of what I mean is is yeah. like this is definitely sturdier and heavier than an iPad. So a lot yeah. of those iPad Pros are very malleable. The Tab S8 Ultra is also uh, the build quality is high. I mean, it's a premium tablet. Samsung definitely. So. But, that market but, but but I but I feel that's important to point out where this 12 inch slate with with a sizable chin so that you can snap a phone to the bottom um, or snap it to the doesn't, back of the monitor doesn't have anything else in it and the construction is nearly as heavy as a Tab S8 Ultra. So that's that to me is is like so everything that went into constructing this is machined metal yeah. durability 
there, there is no battery inside of this. There are only no some battery. controllers. There's no speakers. There's no SD card support. There's it, this is seriously like it's it's it's, very... just, it's just the hubs. It's just the controllers yeah, yeah. and the exciter for the screen. Mm-hmm. All of this weight is going to making something that is incredibly sturdy. And, and it's one of the most rigid slates that I've had. I've got, I mean, we've got other, you know, screens and stuff. Got the Innocent um, 1080p oh, right. OLED yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. over on the side. It's a 15-inch display that is demonstrably lighter than this. And when you yeah. pick it up, you do, you are concerned this is going to, like, flex Falling. on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you put too much, um, if you put too much force or pressure into twisting it. So... What, what they're doing with the next pad is, again, it is built with a durability and, and a ruggedness it's, in mind for a portable yeah. display that we don't see very often. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's something that I appreciated more with the, um, the next stock three, 360 and even the, the, you know, the touch two. For me, it's, it's been their drive and their force. Even when, when, we, when we get a chance to down the road, if we get a chance to play with the monitor, the monitor is built exactly the same way. It's that yeah, machine. It's, it metal, looks yeah, it, it's chunky solid. and heavy <laughs> yeah, and solid. Yeah, no, no. So, so I would say that the next pad as a 12-inch slate is about as heavy, maybe a little heavier. Again, this is hard because of size and leverage, but it feels a little heavier than my 15-inch metal YMAX screen. Oh, wow. The really big... Okay. And that's got, like, the built, the full wraparound folio case. It's a 15-inch it's a metal-clad display, yeah, and I, I would say this good. is coming in pretty close, if, if not maybe a little heavier. But I what like I like it. about it is the functionality and the purpose built. So like you said at the beginning, uh, and I want to make sure that, you know, I know you guys, are, it doesn't sound like, you know, there's, we both released coincidentally purely out of. Yeah, we didn't plan that stars, at all. Start a line. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I posted my video and I sent him a text during the day. I said, hey, Juan, did next talk or did next send you the next pad? I didn't hear a message back from him, but I saw his video go live and I'm like, yeah, he did. So here's one yeah. like reared. We did not plan it. Uh, and we, I think we both got them roughly about the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But it, what, like you were saying before, though, the the actual purpose part here, there's a massive ch- space at the bottom for the magnets and the I.O. To, get, to allow the I.O. to go from both sides. So there's wiring in there. There's no battery. But some of the options that we get in here, on top of the fact that the case itself opens or the back cover opens to become a, uh, like a stand, it's also the fact that it actually flips and becomes... Mm-hmm a magnetic clamp to the back of a monitor, which yep. I found to be really cool, especially with my MacBook. I ran that with the MacBook first. Uh, I did you, MacBook did you try it with the Surface? So I did try it with the Surface. It was, it was just it no was, way to... I got, no way I got to, it set up. I got it. I mean, like, oh, I, I felt like I could I could type. And, and so it's in my video. It is ridiculously okay. tall. Um, it is, but it is I, absolutely flimsier and not as sturdy as so what using it, like, is, side by side. So that's what I ended up doing with mine. So for me, it was, I felt like it was un, without putting the sticky, since I only had one and I couldn't stick it on mm-hmm. one thing, I didn't want to put it on the back of my surface because I didn't want the adhesive. I still haven't done the video for, for sure. the surface. So I felt like, let me just leave that there. But yeah, you're right. It's, I think it's partially the ergonomics, the surface displays because of the shorter 12, 12, 12 inch display, four by three, you don't have enough leverage for it to kind of clamp on. And, and I felt like it wasn't sturdy enough to keep it up for that no. long. So I, I'm in my video, at least what I end up doing is I put them side by side. 
So I made it into tent mode and I ended up using it as a side display. And realistically, they're both 12 inches, uh, obviously different form factor, 116 by 9. So how many comments did you get that from people saying uh, there's no point to ever having anything like a portable monitor or a laptop dock and it's never worth it. And I can't see what the use case for this would be. I did get one. And I lack any imagination for products of different categories. Mm -hmm. And I've never used a portable gaming console, a regular gaming console, a laptop or a desktop with multiple monitors um, a Nintendo Switch or a Steam Deck, a camera with an HDMI out port, a tablet that can do video output or a phone Absolutely. that can do video out. Um, even, you know, like just home AV equipment that would be kind of nice to have its own proper screen dedicated to that kind of video send. And yeah. I'm someone who is motivated to comment on tech videos because I'm a techie, but mm-hmm. I lack any of the imagination to foresee a use case where someone would be interested in a durably built portable screen. Because I got about five. Okay, I got one, but I'm, I'm still going. I mean, the video, <laughs> video is, is still fresh. It's, very... it's still young. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the still night young. is still well, young. I did get one, and uh, I, I kind of purposely re- responded back saying, look, this is a purposely built piece of hardware that is intended for a specific use. If you want to use your device for more than it's intended for to utilize the full potential of the phone that you have in your pocket, if it supports a desktop experience, you owe it to yourself to use something like this. It's light, it's easy, and it's portable and it's minimalistic. For anybody that's trying to go minimalistic on their st- on their setup on the go, this is extremely thin. Like even yeah. with the with the Kate, with the cover on the back, it is super thin, really good strong magnet in the back that it's not going to come out, and you're easily set up. You're already yeah. TK, all I hear is this blah 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 about <laughs> stuff, and I again, you're talking to someone with limited capacity for any kind of empathetic imagination. So you need to explain to them in exactly the things that they do with their tech, which I imagine is extremely limited. Like, I, I would I would imagine it's something they, that they must be didn't... so narrow focused. They can barely use a web browser to get to YouTube. I mean, that's the kind of tech literacy I think we're talking about. So you're not going to impress them with all of the good things about this product. You need to spoon feed them what they might be able to do with it and why they should be interested in any kind of tech accessory. Ready? Go. Yeah. Well, I did actually, but I did. Get and if you can't question. defend the product, then that means you're <laughs> you're not good at tech. I'm not by their that. criteria of Absolutely. being Luddite techies. I, I would have so, to consider. So go that. ahead. I'm, don't let me keep interrupting you. I'm just going to run this bit as obnoxiously long. <laughs> as long as Because the can. joke's not funny anymore. It is. not still going. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did, you, did you try doing the, the mini iMac mount? No. No, no, no. Okay, uh, hold on. I don't really think it's supposed to be used this way, but I just, I was so tickled by it. So it has the, the, the bar with the little tabs. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you, oops, I almost lost the, the mini cable. Um, man, this is, this is so hard to get off the magnet ring. I should not have put it on the cover for safekeeping because I'm, I'm worried I'm going to bend it getting it off. Anyway. Um, so you've got the bar and if you slide it onto the bar, it also props up. And it's oh, really sturdy. Dude. I told so you, you can even that. elevate it next Higher. to like a proper desktop monitor. <laughs> and it looks like a little mini iMac. Isn't that cute? 
I did not even think about the fact that those legs were there for that reason. I was so oh stoked. I was just God. messing around. I was like, I've got to put the phone down. I don't want to put it next to the case. What? A, what's this <laughs> bar for? And I put it under the bar, and it elevated up even higher. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is adorable. And so, so I did get just, one just, shot of this in my video, but it's super okay, cute. Okay, that, this part I did not. Uh, I And the magnet, of course, is very strong. Dang, dude. The magnet. I mean, like, Oh, it's, it's brutal. The only magnets stronger are the ones on the Rode Wireless GoTo mics that will snap themselves um, <laughs> in half if you let them get too close. So anyway, okay, everything, no. everything about this is great. The only bummer that I have with this, this screen, is that this magnetic folio stand... Mm-hmm. doesn't properly cover the display as a protective covering. No. So they said for the me, the magnets they, don't line up for that. No, I was bummed. What, you would, you would have imagined. Um, I think for some reason, specifically because uh, the magnets on the back have a metal back to be able to clamp on, but on the front, they don't have it. Yeah. It, that's what I'm trying to say. It keeps snapping up because of the basement. Or it'll magnet. pop open. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, they're supposedly uh, making the keyboard uh, cover that's going to be the cover for the front. Because oh, we got pre-production, cool. we didn't get the keyboard part. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so at the bottom, the, the same p- two pins that you saw Okay, at the bottom... so so without, without the battery built in, yeah. some of the function of this design is going to be a little bit more like the U-Perfect. So okay. what covers and protects the screen is going to be the keyboard that uses the pogo pins. Yeah. And then we've got this other folio, which is way more. I mean, again, the magnets on this thing are so strong. You can hold it by the folio case and try to shake it off and it's not yeah. going to come off at all. Absolutely. Again, earthquake camera for <laughs> Southern California. That, that shouldn't, you don't have to do much. That just have to stand there and basically right there. Hey, oh, Greg, nice. happy birthday, man. I didn't know you were, it was your oh, birthday. Oh, it's well. Greg's birthday? I did not know. Happy birthday. Everybody's wishing uh, Greg a birthday. Yeah, Aditya kicking it off with happy birthday, Greg. Have an amazing day, man. Hope you have a good day, man. I was, uh, I just didn't, I didn't see it the S-Pen because, yeah. So one thing I would say also um, that I I was interested to see basically uh, with the configuration that they gave us here is the options or the the uh, the controls are all built in in the OST that's present on the right side of the display. And it actually has quite a few modes. It can get pretty bright. I was surprised at how bright it gets in game mode. Oh yeah. Um, so it, for me, it's it truly like fits everything. But let me ask a question: Did you face yes. or did you have any problems when you tried to crank up to the brightness all the way to one hundred on your phone, and it disconnected on you? Did you try? That? Uh, not on the Honor. I didn't try it on the Moto because I okay. I just didn't think. I, so Depends in my video, I mentioned like. Yeah. It's going to depend on the, on the power output from the phone. In my yeah. video, I was mentioning like, man, this thing is like kind of scary dim when you first take it out of the box and you plug like, again, when you plug Ready4 into it, I don't know if the Moto Edge will drive it. The Honor seemed to go with game mode at 100%. It was Mo- really impressive because oh, okay, you, so know you had it crank- yeah. That panel is is pulling some power off of that phone battery, but the yeah. Honor seemed to hang. Um, I haven't tried it with any recent Samsungs. Samsung. My Galaxy S10 is alarming whenever mm-hmm. I plug anything into the USB-C because it thinks there's moisture in the USB-C port. Oh, that's when right, that's not. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Exactly. So now my Galaxy S, my, my main DeX machine for showcasing DeX and my favorite last Samsung might need replacing or repairing. I'm really sad about that. Um, well, it's the, not that, I didn't it try be with too bad. I think iFixit fix it has the setup. We should be. No, able to I know. It's just I don't want to have to mess work. with it. Oh, that's it's true. just okay. I don't have the time. 
and that <laughs> sucks. And it makes me sad because the S10e was like a brilliant little Mighty Mouse. Um, I need to try it with the V60 because I mm-hmm. only just plugged it in with the V60 and the Velvet just to see Screen Plus fire up. Yeah. Um, it definitely won't play nice with something like a Duo. The Duo oh. got real precious with battery life, so running external displays directly oh, yeah. off of those. So that is not so this is thing. the big thing difference here. When you don't have a battery, you're really you're really needing to figure out the 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 power consumption. You can't technically plug in a power source. It's not like you can't. Oh yeah. But the concern obviously is if you're on the go, you're trying to use it. So that would be one thing you want to keep in mind. It's not really intended to be running all the time, but. Uh, because of the configuration that you have, not every device will run it at 100%, but game mode mm-hmm. for me. So about 80% with game mode, it ran fine on the uh, on the S22 Ultra. And it does uh, basically, it, it basically just power cycles the display when you hit 100%. It just doesn't have enough power and it just restarts and it goes down back down oh. to 70. So Samsung couldn't do you it. Why let, let me could. See, I mean, while we're talking, let me, let yeah, me yeah, see yeah. If, if Honor's, if maybe I had that wrong because I know I fired up game mode at some point, but, but keep going. So game mode isn't 100%. Game mode adds a brightness level to the current setting that you have. There's still, mm-hmm. if you have it at 100 and then you hit game mode, then you'll see if the phone can hang with it. But I mean, it, it, to me, it's still a bit 80% brightness with game mode on, which is ridiculously bright enough to be able to use in any situation. But what I really loved about it is when I paired it with the Duo, with, not the Duo, with the Surface uh, Laptop Go 2, because it already had a 12-inch display. Like, to me, this was like a perfect pairing, yep. right? You suddenly now not only multiplied your real estate, you have a strong enough of a processor to be able to do all of that work and still keep going. So to me, it was really, really nice. So yeah, here you go. Well, full screen. I mean, uh, we'll give it a second. Here, Magic UI. So go... So I go back into game mode and then... And go back to the first one, top right, back, yeah, and then, and then, and yeah. Oh, good, yeah. Look at those. It it's doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, my camera won't focus on it because it's stuck on my face. So apologies, well, but yeah, y'all. Got to look at my face. But well, why don't you hide see? your face, man? Put it in front of. You. Oh, here, you had right there. See exactly, same focus level. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Okay, good. So that one. So depending. So on the basically, phone that you have, we just proved yet again that Samsung's the worst. <laughs> The the Note twenty two the ultra phone of the year just I can't get it done um, you know yeah, it's it's let, it's really a bummer you you know what I you know what would be nice is if Samsung you know? could make a phone that just works you know if they thought about making a phone that just works because that that'd be really nice I bet people would really like it if it just had more of the it just works juice <laughs> if it just had the just it just it just gotta work man it just, it's one of those things <laughs> that it has to now Samsung's still working on that one and. Um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it just it's it's just really a bummer because you would you would think that Samsung like would know how to do that from that, copying that be, Apple for all these years. That yeah. that will be in the 2023 edition of the <laughs> Samsung and unpacked, and we'll we'll hear that there. So and everything, not not it's it. I don't think this is a knock on the next pad because again, this is this is high level use, right? Oh yeah, the, the whole know. notion of using some kind of portable display that's going to clip to your phone. They're answering a very specific issue. And I I completely appreciate some of the criticisms when you look at... See, the problem I have with techies is, like, you show them all of this general functionality, and then they'll go, oh, but here's this one thing, and I think it's a deal-breaker because I'm insufferable. And you're like, okay, for the laptop docs, it's things like Android doesn't have great support for inexpensive touchpads mm-hmm. and where do i even put the phone 
how am I going to use the selfie camera on the phone? I've got to buy some other accessory to prop up my phone or get a magnet that sticks the phone to my laptop dock. So I guess that's just a non-starter. So the people at Next Computing have made a handheld front-facing phone assembly where it snaps the phone to this casing. Now you can still use the webcam. Now you can still function like a tablet and have a desktop mode and get all this extra functionality. And you can still listen to your audio straight from your phone in front. And because the phone speakers are, are, are bouncing off the sides mm-hmm. of this, this metal chin. And, and now other people are going to complain about, well, but I mean, like, the chin's too big or this is built too heavy because magnets and things. And you're like... This this is what's frustrating about being a tech reviewer is because I feel like I shouldn't have to say in every video, mm-hmm. not every one accessory is perfect for every consumer, but it's like you're forcing me to like, like little baby airplane in the hangar spoon feet. Now, remember, kiddos, some accessories are going to be for some people and some accessories will be for different people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Anyone who can imagine that other people exist. So first of all, just just that's that's the bar I'm setting here. I'm yeah. the, the lowest possible bar. Other people might exist on this planet. Should at some point be able to take that part of a video for granted, and I shouldn't have to waste the oxygen that I just wasted right here in explaining the conundrum of being a tech reviewer. Because this is this is high level, this is kind of niche. Mm-hmm. Again, someone's going to look mm-hmm. at this and say, "Like, well, I could, I could just go buy a separate tablet, but I still feel we're answering a question of why buy a $250 tablet, mm-hmm. which is going to run okay out of the box and is going to run like garbage in two years, when you can buy a really beautifully built display, and then every time you upgrade your wonderful little Samsung phone, so long as Samsung keeps... Uh, supporting a great feature like Dex, which would be a reason to buy Samsung phones because Dex is flipping amazing. Yep, exactly. Every time you upgrade your awesome little Samsung phone, your tablet gets way more powerful too. Exactly. And and when when we're sort of presenting the use case like this, I find it insufficient for people to pick out like the one deal breaker and then act like that's a uniform complaint from everybody the internet was talking to this one person in my youtube comments letting them know that everyone on the on the internet agreed that nothing was ever worth it and that no one should buy anything and nothing is exciting anymore um exactly and phones are so boring tk don't you think phones have gotten boring there were so many phone announcements this week that i was like uh yeah (laughs) man i'm excited about this stuff I don't know what this company called, you know, whatever. And they're like, uh, no, phones are boring. I mean, come on. I just get this phone and I snap it right there and I go and I take a video call. Yeah, it's the camera's right up on top. That's a rectangle on a rectangle. You should be ashamed of yourself for making that assumption. Oh, no. no, I saw saw a bezel and I threw up in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I love this one. Things are boring, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 the story, and I think we're going to stick to it all the way till till J- July twelfth next next week. Actually, yeah. So next week, so we're we're literally less than a week away from 
um, the nothing announcement, which I think for the most part, we already know mostly on the hardware and software, roughly what's going to be. But um, every time, like just for reference, we, we just saw the announcement of the Xiaomi 12 S ultra, mm-hmm. the phone that made me drool, just list, just looking yep. at the specs on that sheet. And I was really, really hoping it was a global launch. It turned out to be a China only launch. So like, I, I'm I, hoping this is going to change. I'm really hoping it's going to. I it's gonna... really do. I'm very anxious that I don't think it will. Yeah, I think we're back I to think... the what happened a couple of years ago with the eleven with the ten ultra. So yeah. remember, the first ultra didn't go global. The second one did. Uh, the eleven did, and then it was like a. This was this is actually technically much much later. Last year in 2021, the eleven ultra came out at the beginning of the year. And we already saw that, but then this time they waited all the way to like, so we're in July right now. So obviously the, the, I, I, I knowing the, the sort of relationship that Xiaomi struck up with Sony for that mm-hmm. ridiculous IMX 989 image sensor and the other constraints on manufacturing chip distribution, knowing that. TSMC, I just caught an article. I think TSMC is now responsible for fab on almost 70% of the chipsets and SOCs that are going into portable electronic, uh, consumer electronics now. So when you have such a lopsided chunk of the market going to one company, and it's understandable because TSMC is doing brilliantly good work, Mm -hmm. um, it also means companies have to kind of bid to spend the cash to get the SOCs that are in demand, let alone all of the other components of the phone. Mm-hmm. And I feel this is this is going to end up being something very akin to like a Sony distribution strategy. Yeah. They know they're only going to make so many of these things because all of the components are so expensive. And knowing that they can eke out the most sure profit margins, just keeping the regions constrained. Yeah. Like, why 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 try to impress people by making any additional phone for any other region if you know you can satisfy a certain amount of demand directly out of china immediately quickly yeah. get your cash and then you know you can you can keep that as a more limited run device and it's sad that this won't probably see a a broad international release if it sees any international release so i'm going to i'm going to be shopping it I'm, I'm, this is one of the few times I think I'm seriously going to be trying to shop a Chinese ROM version of a Xiaomi phone, but I got to play with that image sensor. And I've still had the roughest time getting like a Sharp, you yep. know, one of the Aquas or the, the, the Leica one. phone. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I played a little been, bit with the Leica phone. So it's hard. actually a, a pretty. I, I didn't play with the Leica yeah, they, more than 20, 20 minutes. It was it was at the Qualcomm. They look great. Last year, it's it's yeah. really nice. Single sensor in the back, and I was like, what? And but but then you you take the cap off. It actually has a camera cap on. I was like, what? Like it was seriously like I, I geeked yeah. out with that. Uh, but uh, Qualcomm had has has had some good partnerships, and so the eight, gen, eight plus Gen one will be powering this. Uh, the large image sensor, as as Juan was mentioning, the IMX uh, ninety is it nine eight nine? You said uh, nine eighty nine. Yeah, nine eighty nine. The biggest thing that I'm actually interested to see is why. So okay, so I, I understand the the concept of why, and we the 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 the, the uh, not the, the economics and of things. Why is it sitting only in China? My question would be: Is why announce it to the global market though? Like why tease the global market if you're not? 
possibly going to be showing something similar to this in maybe a different format. We may not see the 12S Pro, 12S Ultra in there, but it may be, maybe there's right. going to be a, a different iteration that will utilize that large sensor. So I'm hoping... Look at this, I kind of look at this like cars, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you, like looking at classic Nissan and the Skyline mm-hmm. and into the GTR and they yeah. their aspiration products, mm-hmm. they help move the conversation there's a, I'm sure there's a trickle down effect. Like, you know, I have a Nissan Sentra as like yeah. my little commuter car. It's fine. It's a fine little car. It gets great gas mileage. But, you know, I wasn't drooling over a Nissan Sentra at the Nissan dealership. I was like maybe putting some um, inappropriate paw prints on their GTR. You know, like you, th- I feel like there's th- there's still this lopsided coverage for the premium tier. That's what we get excited about. That's the mm-hmm. entertainment value. That's why we have these streams and shows and why I've got a silly collection of phones sitting right in front of me. But we also know that the vast, vast majority of people are shopping $400 and under. So I think oh. there's a halo effect. Yeah. And I think that's why they like to make a lot of noise at this because Xiaomi wants to be respected as... Not just the, we're the brand that staples tech together for cheap company. Mm-hmm. They want to be known as a tech innovator and a tech leader yep. in a space. And, and I feel like they're, 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 they're climbing up to that reputation well. I think they still yeah. have a ways to go. Because the, on, on the other side of this, for every time they make big noise about like an ultra phone, I bet you it sells them a lot of Redmi's and Pocos. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because or, or again, even, they... they um, I want to say people want to be in the same umbrella. They want to be associated with the same company. And when the company's making big things happen at the high end and some exciting things happening at the high end, and there's this positive commentary about the most pro, I mean, the, the, the most expensive products in a company's lineup. I bet you that also has an emotional impact on the people that are, that are spending less in this, in much the same way that people would complain about PCs being crap because they kept buying the cheapest entry level plastic Dell and they weren't shopping the same, you know, like I spent $2,000 on my MacBook, but I spent $300 on this piece of crap Dell. Why aren't PCs as good as my Mac? You know, I think there's also the positive aspect of that. I only spent, you know, $200 on the Samsung Galaxy A series, but look at all these people saying nice things about the Galaxy Ultra. That's, I'm a member of the Galaxy club too. They're saying nice things about me also. No, no, I'm totally with you. And speaking to that, uh, since we, uh, since you actually made a perfect sense out of that one, let me just see if I can bring that into the stream. Uh, you know what? Uh-oh. I forgot. How do we? How do we? Wait. How do we share screens? Where does that button go? Did we lose the button? The share? No. It's I've I've got my share oh. button down at the bottom still. Yeah, it is. is a, it? No, no. I know it's a format. Sorry. On my so th- this this entire podcast, I've had massive audio issues. TK was having like some streamyard issues. Like, oh, I'm it, amazed it, we're talking to anybody right now. I was like, so, instead of a podcast, maybe I'll just call you on the telephone and we'll record the call, <laughs> and maybe that's what we'll do. We'll make sign language. Um, so speaking of what you were talking about, where you said people will be looking at the higher end and enjoying and looking at some of the other things, they also put it very so silently in between all of the other tweets that they were pushing out, um, that they're releasing the 12 light that's coming up actually at some point. It says my style, my shot, unified, uh, unified color scheme. I didn't get any, any of the other information. I don't even think they said when. Um, comes in a variety yeah, I didn't, of I didn't, colors, match your style, and that. Was I didn't it. catch it, but but again, it's it's the same thing. I I think Xiaomi has learned an interesting 
profitable and oh, ultimately minorly frustrating lesson like from yeah, yeah. <laughs> from Samsung. Sorry, yeah. I, I mean, we we look at every major Galaxy launch now, and there's like a trio of Galaxy S phones that get pushed out, and overwhelmingly the conversation focuses on the most expensive. Mm-hmm. And we still have conversations today with people who seem perplexed by the differences on the less expensive phones. I mean, think about the number of times we've had conversations just trying to map the the track record of Samsung cutting features from Galaxy S. Wait yeah. a minute, was it the S20 that still had the Quad HD display? No, so the S21 also the S21. lost the SD card. Oh, but but wait a minute, with with the charging, what when did they step down in charging? So 21. We spend so much time. <laughs> I know, we know. <laughs> we have one. to shovel all it, that crap. It, it was, it was but, the but, year of the blue. No, but Sorry. think about every single conversation. And like the number of podcasts I've been in on the chat where it's people like, God, and can you believe it? For the yeah. S22 and the S22 Plus, they have 1080p screens. Yeah. And you're like, that didn't happen on the S22. That happened on the S21. We don't know that. Because no one was talking about the S21. Everyone was talking about the S21 Ultra. Yeah. And, and I feel like Xiaomi is, is learning like, hey, we're going to put out this 12S, this 12S Ultra, this 12S Lite. We're covering all these different consumers at all these different price points. Mm-hmm. They're all called the 12S. And so someone who doesn't spend as much, they're going to hear all of this chatter about the 12S Ultra and then, yeah. hey, look, but the 12S starts at a quarter of the price. It's a I can get a 12S thing. for, a for way, way less. Exactly. And so, again, I feel like Samsung, I think, has, has kind of pioneered mm-hmm. this sort of release strategy and really trying to hype. Because if you remember way back in the day, you'd get like a Galaxy S4, and then a couple months later, you'd get an S4 Lite. Yeah, boy, howdy, were those not ever similar experiences or the S4 Sport, at Sport all. Edition, and then that you got the, uh, uh, yeah, the Mini. I don't know. I think was it the S4 or the S5? Was no, it a the Mini? S5 had the Mini. The S5 had the S5 mini. had the Mini. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they only did so, it with the S5, and they they went away, and then they came back but, with the S10, and they went back away. Moving from S10 to S20, I feel they they were doing a much better targeted version of Spectrum. Of, of it was releasing still, a it, spread of devices all at the same time, yeah. but then really hammering the focus on the absolute most expensive, knowing mm-hmm. that that would halo for the cheaper devices. And people really wouldn't know what the differences were because most people aren't tech reviewers with like four different phones sitting right in front of them to compare. So someone who sees all this positive buzz on an Ultra and then picks up an S22+, Plus, they're not going to know. They're not going to yeah. know how that's different because they I mean, don't have both phones sitting right in front of them. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I think that's what it is. A lot of a lot of the things that we are able to draw and talk about is based on comparisons and the ability of the fact that we have had an opportunity to try multiple ecosystems, multiple versions of Android, multiple skins, different formats, shapes, sizes, lenses, all of the different features. But um, mm-hmm. when, when we look at things like this, I... I appreciate them pushing the envelope a little bit because I also look look down the road like when you with the new features that we see on the ultra line or the high end, the, you know, like when back in the day when CD players were the most amazing thing to have in the car because who doesn't want to listen to CDs in the car? Right. Uh, you know, and then later on, then it, that becomes the standard. Right. Then no more cassettes. 
I know cassettes for everybody in the chat. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what I mean, though, right? <laughs> I was about to go with the cassettes. It was a, um, it was a, kind of, a form of magnetic tape, and tape, you would have yeah. it on a spindle. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I'm, it's one we're of those old. Things. Yeah, we're, we're really old. And then, you know, of course, uh, that that became a standard. And then, lo and behold, cars now don't come with CD players. They don't come with any kind of magnet, you know, disc player. PCs don't come with magnetic uh, disc players. I mean, all of this stuff now is just old tech. But what I'm saying is, the high-end model is what brings in some of these experiences. Like the IMX586, yeah. that sensor we've seen now on a lot of mid-rangers, but it used to be reserved to flagships. And now the price on that sensor came down. We're able to see it in mid-rangers. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Realme did a really decent job with that one also on when they mm -hmm. utilized it on the um, the GT2 Pro, the dual IMX576. And, and I, I would also yeah. assume that manufacturing has shifted where we've reached that kind of tipping point where for the sensor itself, not everything that goes into it, like the image stabilization and the lenses and, I, I, absolutely. and all yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. but We're the, sensor the sensor itself, yeah. I think it's now probably, it's kind of like 1080p to 4k TVs. Yeah, yeah. It's just after a point you're manufacturing scales and it's just cheaper to make the better. Exactly. You, you don't you don't have as much of a cost savings going with another sensor. And I think that's why we're seeing it in so many of these like, $200 5G emerging mm -hmm. yeah. international phones, they have image sensors that are as large or sometimes even larger than an iPhone 13 Pro. Yeah. That doesn't mean the camera experience is as nice. Oh, absolutely. The actual surface area gathering light is something that would have been prohibitively expensive. Like it's in the ballpark of Lumia 1020s. Oh man. Yeah. And now it's we just we just kind of chuck that as the affordable option into a $250 Poco. Like, that's fine. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's, at the end of the day... so crazy to see the evolution on that. And the press material that we see around it, a lot of people think, well, my phone has 108 megapixel camera. So you're, you're living vicariously through the spec as if that... that, that like you said... <laughs> right. Um, 108. Oh man, that's hilarious! I mean, proof in the pudding. Sony can do so much with a 12 <laughs> megapixel sensor, even to this day. That you know, yeah. other companies are having to jump into 108 to the no. What I meant to say is though, is that that's the stuff you appreciate. I mean, obviously, right now we're not saying that you know within the next couple of years we're going to start seeing one inch sensors on every phone. But I can probably see that in the next maybe four years or so that this may end up being something that we see more often and we're moving on to the next, you know, the next golden apple or the next golden feature that, you know, uh, the boring phones are going to be coming up with. So I'll we'll be have really curious. There's something about once you start getting to one over 1.3. Yeah. A one over 1.3 inch type sensor. Mm -hmm. the manufacturing gets more and more complicated. Absolutely. The camera housing and the amount of depth that you need in the you casing have, of the yeah, phone. The casing itself has to be thicker. Where you've got to route all of the internals because you've got basically a giant hole in your phone. <laughs> um, and your I motherboard think, is on a shoestring. Yeah, but yeah, keep going. I, yeah, in, unless we see some kind of very impressive or, or like an exotic lens design that now becomes more affordable. Like I saw mm -hmm. a company that was doing this like anamorphic style lens array for smartphones. Oh, okay. And you're like, that's really cool. You're getting this dramatic wide image. They're saying like, we can, we can kind of, because optically we're doing this, you'll get like 
four times the image detail and clarity and, and pixel detail. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's really cool. The bulge on the back of that phone was like three times the depth of like a Vivo. And you're like, yeah. that's already a chunk of a camera sensor sticking out the back of that phone. So until we see something exotic happen with lens design where we can compress that, we can make mm-hmm. that focal fo- that, that focusing depth more um, uh, discreet in that case, I think we're going to see that divide. Okay. I think we're going to see a divide where you're going to have a premium tier of phones at around a thousand. Some of those will fall in price. Like I'm very impressed that a pixel six has that, that GN one sensor in it. Mm -hmm. That is a huge sensor to have in a mid price phone. But I think you're going to see a hard line where it's too costly and it takes up too much room so that's really a specialty feature, and it costs specialty dollars. I, I seriously doubt we're going to see anything much larger than 1 over 1.4 mm-hmm. on an iPhone, because Apple knows that their customers won't know or care that there's any <laughs> difference in going up sensor sizes. Yeah. Um, I, if they ever match the camera sensor sizes on like a 1 plus 9, I'll be shocked. So it's really on us to say, like, well, okay, if you're really into photography, you've got to specify what is it about photography that you're into? Because if it's depth of field and having a more photographic, kind of a shallower, blurrier background, that kind of a thing, you might want to go with one of these phones. If it's more like high frame rate video and action and sports and quick capture, you might not want to go with that one inch sensor. You might want to go with something smaller, but way more performant. Um, Yes, exactly. So, so again, I feel like we're going to see those hard divisions. It's going to be harder just because we need those numbers. Everyone wants to be in, impressed by some random big spec. We're going to whip our specs way. out and compare our specs. Um, <laughs> but the uh, but because when it comes to the physics, yeah, because exactly. benchmarks exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but the physics is going to be very costly to overcome to make one inch sensors less expensive to incorporate into something that can also fit into your pocket. It, so what I'm what I was focusing on and I, what I was hoping for in this one is it is the year over year we learn we're better, faster, smarter kind of concept going on as we go with the first generation. This is not the first time we've seen them. As you mentioned just a few minutes ago, uh, Charp has had a, a version of it. We've seen Sony release the Pro I. It, there are devices on the market that have them. Mm-hmm. But what we haven't seen yet is the ability of having them in a form factor that still is very thin as the phones that we've had we're seeing an increase in size the 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 thickness needs i mean as you said you need the optics you need the camera you need the 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 elements you need everything in there and you need to be able to bring in all of that light to utilize the full surface which is one of the concerns they had with the sony is you need to be able to still try to figure out a way to get the full surface to run but every year with 2022 being the the kickoff so i'm thinking at somewhere around 2026 that's still quite a ways and yeah. at least two to three generations of learning process. And I'm hopefully at that point, more optimizations, miniaturization of the board, maybe the, even the, 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 the boards themselves that we're using currently, even they would shrink just by the factor. Maybe. Of yeah. So, so the, the, so let me, let me, let me break down where I feel some of those challenges are going to come from with sure. my limited understanding of optical physics. Um, at some point you butt up against a screen, so you mm-hmm. can only go so shallow, right? Yeah. Um, 
But those are the way the bumps are coming in from the back. And, and it would be okay. I think a lot of people would say, hey, it would be fine if you stopped doing curved glass on the front and back to try and trick my fingers into a phone being thinner. Mm-hmm. And you just gave me a slightly deeper device. And you could also maybe pack in a tiny nudge to the battery life because this is a camera-focused device. Yeah, I yeah. might want that. If you make this device a little bit thicker, you can also include better performing graphite, copper, vapor chambers, things that would help the phone run more consistently in challenging conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we talk about lenses, if yeah. we want better coatings, better light transmission, better optical elements, that still means depth. And I think so far, one of the only scientific um, experiences not experiments, but I saw a paper published from a company. They're trying to do a stacked sensor using these. um, It's almost like if you took fiber optics Mm -hmm. and for every pixel on the camera, it had its own fiber optic trench. Okay. So the light would get like a periscope. The light Mm -hmm. goes into the little fiber optic tube but these are nanotubes. It's not like a traditional fiber optic cable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can make that way, way flatter if you are individually routing the light for every single photo element on the sensor. You can squish all of that lens array down way more aggressively mm-hmm. because you can literally move the light in other sort of flatter. You can spread that, that out more. Yep, makes sense. Didn't I mean, get to it, see. No, no, it makes sense. I didn't get to see any samples of how that <laughs> lens performed. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, we're talking. Their initial tests were not being done on hundred and eight megapixel <laughs> image sensors I, with, uh, you know, a hundred and eight million nanotubes to to route all that light, and the manufacturing costs on something like that would well, be I, disgustingly oh prohibitive at this time. Mm-hmm. For for a consumer grade device, and so I'm reluctant. I mean, I agree with you that we get there. I'm reluctant to say three years, just oh. because so far I, I haven't seen anything specific in the manufacturing of camera sensors and lenses. Like again, this all takes us back to like the arguments I was getting into people with the duo. Like, yeah. why can't they just put a better camera in the front? And you're like, you don't think they put the best camera they could have? Like, that's so thin. What do you think the rest of this is going to... Like, I need people to be able... Again, this kind of goes back to my rant about people who can't imagine things. Like, I just want it to be better and perfect and magical and cheaper. Why can't they just do that? And you're like, well, you're awful at tech. And you need to sit down. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, (laughs) But, like, what, what makes you think they didn't put the best shallow camera sensor they could into the front of the duo. I need yeah, you to start there. Like, they weren't just, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll put a terrible camera in the front. That's, yeah, exactly. That's what, what we you, want to do. What company do you think gets, gets into a meeting, into a presentation or a planning session? What can we do to make this thing worse? John, let's go. <laughs> right. uh, you know, and thing. go. Put, put a box, <laughs> put, put a cereal box in there. Uh, no, uh, it is truly always a... a um, the best of what they can do with what they have and what they're all, what the, some of the limitations, like you said, the form factor is going to be a big thing. What I'm looking, what I, what I, maybe, maybe I can elaborate a little bit more on the statement. I wasn't shooting for saying that, that in four years we would see every phone with a, with a one inch sensor. But what I meant to say is 
that there would be more offerings and more sure. solutions um, from different companies to try to push that envelope on how they're able to provide us that depth and the ability of allowing the sensors to fully function and get the amount of space that they need. You're right. I mean, there, from, there from last year, from last year to this year, we've seen a 100% increase in the number like, of proper full sensor surface area, one inch camera phones. Absolutely. And, and we had, we had one actually technically it's almost a 200% increase from the last sharp to the sharp and the Leica. Oh yeah. And, and this Xiaomi, the Xiaomi 12. So that's exactly. pretty good. A, a 200% increase in the number of phones. So we are seeing some improvement and it is always going to be slow. And my, my main thing is obviously is performance and um, what they're able to do. And then of course the processing and how they're going to basically uh, apply their color science and so on. Uh, I wanted to see basically how, since Leica had a, such a strong collaboration with Huawei for so long, and then that mm-hmm. co- that collaboration ended and then literally like not even without skipping a beat, Xiaomi jumps in and says, yep. welcome home, baby. Uh, you know, and let's, let's start dancing. So this is a huge opportunity because like, I know people make fun of it, but OnePlus cameras got better when Hasselblad started working with OnePlus. I know it's mostly a software thing, but the camera performance on the OnePlus 9 Pro was that was a better shooter than the OnePlus 8 Pro, even though some of the hardware is very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, Zeiss and Vivo is a killer partnership. It's in my opinion, it's mostly the fun stuff. I don't think Zeiss is is doing much to the hardware other than lens coatings. That's so true. so they the lens coatings as well. Yeah, I think Sony help minimize Zeiss as well. Yeah. Exactly. The Zeiss mm-hmm. T Star. It minimizes some of that internal reflections. And, it, and in fact I would even say Samsung is probably as a nudge ahead with their own material sciences on lenses. But I mean we're very, very close. Vivo and Sam and the Ultra, the mm-hmm. the Note 22 are are neck and neck. Um what was the other one? So Leica obviously is getting into this really big. I'm actually kind of, uh, I shouldn't say surprised, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed that we haven't seen like Nikon get involved with mobile manufacturing because the, the whole market for standalone cameras is eroding. Um, We're probably down to seeing maybe five to 10 million total camera bodies sold over the next over the next year, the next fiscal year in 2023, or at least Canon is estimating that the market is going to shrink to some somewhere around 10 million, not for Canon, but 10 million camera bodies in total. Okay. And that the vast majority of technology investment, R and D and consumer facing brand awareness and sales is going into mobile. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very surprised. I, I, I would imagine Canon would be a holdout. They would not want anything to cheapen the Canon brand market yeah. brand name they, they don't want anything infringing on the mind share of like class leading camera performance they don't but want Nikon to create a is, canon, but i got it yeah exactly nikon is in an interesting spot where you know i would say sony and panasonic are kind of leading the mirrorless charge canon had a much bigger share of the traditional dslr market the nikon the new nikon camera bodies have been great but they also have that nikkor glass mm-hmm. that would absolutely be the a great label to staple onto the back of a phone and they could make all these accessories. They could, they could really try to drive that relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm very disappointed that we haven't seen that partnership try. I mean, at least Panasonic tried 
mm-hmm. a smartphone camera thing and it failed. But I mean, like Nikon hasn't done anything with any kind of collaboration or, or any type of partnership. Well, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's more about what, what do we want? Do they see themselves diversifying enough or, th- or maybe they feel like they're just, there is that brand loyalty that they don't want to maybe dilute it. Maybe they feel like, you know, if Canon's yeah. not doing it, we're not going to do it. Sony obviously is way beyond what they're doing. They're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to hold back. They literally drive 90%, 90 to 95% of the market's uh, image sensors. Uh, and that's literally how they're in everything, you know, money-wise it's there. But my concern and what I, what I worry about is you're right though. Um, the standalone camera body is less and less attractive to most users now with the type of sensors that we have on mobile devices. Uh, and I've seen this over and over. I traveled with phones, with cameras, and I chose mm-hmm. to use the phone more because A, the thing looks beautiful. B, I don't want to spend five minutes setting up my thing just to get a picture. <laughs> and and then by that time, somebody jumped ahead of me in line and I can't do my yeah. stuff. Um, for For mobile technology and what we do, you need to be on it. You need to be fast. Your phone is literally the camera, the studio, the editing tool, and the production, and the you know, and the publication tool that you need. Uh, and you're going to be able to do more with it as you go. So this is those are the things I'm excited, and that's why I want to see better camera or better um, capturing mechanisms um, that we're able to use. So the 12s per the 12s Ultra is very exciting. Like mm-hmm. you said, the chances of getting one. I mean, they're selling for about 1,100 uh, pounds, not pounds, see, uh, that's, euros. That's the thing that blew my mind is it's, it is uh-huh. it's surprise it, it, it's it, it to me it was surprisingly not as expensive as i thought it was going to be. i was expecting 15 to 16 yeah seriously like when i saw that i thought i that's was thinking where the pricing 14 and, uh, i was thinking somewhere in there yeah, and it yeah. can you can climb up to, to but i was thinking 14 to start what and yeah, yeah. that's not what 10, is. Uh, 1100 euros for the 8 120 i want to say 8 128 there's basically three configuration there's an 8 there's a 12 so the 8 128 12 128 and 12 2512 um for a variant of the phone and for me honestly the camera is going to be the exact same it's more about what you know and i'm not buying it to see how many apps i can run on the 12s ultra i'm buying it to test the camera and for that it'll run perfectly fine with eight gigs of ram yeah um Plus, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Xiaomi UI, the um, UI also allows you to use, utilize some of the internal storage. Not oh, yeah, to say that it would sure. help a lot, but that's swap the, space if you need yeah, it. Yeah, it's fine. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but for me, th- those are the things I'm, I want to see more of. So the 12S Ultra is released. This it was announced this week. And I think there's a few videos from, from a, the Chinese creators that are starting to post them. Next week, we're going to see the nothing phone and we'll see how that goes. And it seems like <laughs> somebody's saying, on the 13th, uh, the, the Xiaomi Lite, I guess somebody in the comments for the, the 12 Lite uh, seems like it's going to be coming out on the 13th. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's in full swing. Summer's in full swing. We're starting to see more, you know, mid-rangers. I, I, I consider the Lite as a mid-ranger. Um, yeah. You know, we know the oh, Nothing definitely. Phone is a, is a mid-range device. So it's interesting. So that... did you see, I, I was on All About Android um, okay. on Tuesday I... and they were, one of their stories was like, hey, we think we have the pricing for the Nothing Phone. And it was at the high end of what I thought was disaster. Oh, um, so, I mean, they, their their base can, model can... was going to be something like four. Someone please correct me in the chat. Was it 430 euro? Okay. Or was it that... 460? But I anyway. Yeah, it was it was going to be ballpark like 
for their base model unit, like 8128, it was going to be more expensive than a, a Neo 6, uh, like more expensive than any of these really solid Pocos that are playing oh, in that higher, perfor- higher performance. 460 euro. Yeah, so close to 500. And, and, about 500 and so, so the Neo 6 12256 is roughly a $450 phone accounting oh, wow. for... Um, price conversion. Yeah, price conversion. So so obviously, not exact. This is not oranges to oranges, but I'm not saying, well, $10 difference. It's definitely, it would be different if you were comparing regions in the same pricing and the same currency. But still, that is a Snapdragon 870 with 50% more RAM and twice as much storage for the same price as the starter edition of the seven phone. It's exactly yeah. where I said, you are going to get curb stomped by Pocos and Realmes and Redmes. And if there are any regions where eventually a nothing phone has to go up against a Pixel 6a, it's game over. Because you're even going to lose your software advantage where you could make a play, well, maybe someone's got a Neo 6 and they know they're only going to get like one update and maybe the nothing phone's going to give them better software support. But mm-hmm. you can miss me on that showdown if a Pixel 6 gets into the race, a Pixel 6a oh, yeah. gets into the race and that could end up as low as like three ninety nine euro in well, in some. So that's markets. the thing. The Pixel Six A is right after that. So this is where the things kind of get, get me. Like we're we're seeing the battle of the mid rangers in July. Like this is seriously like prime time mid range department here. Um, you know, put the S twelve S Ultra on the side. That was more of an announcement, kind of a nice candy. Looking at you know eye candy in a certain way. Those are the devices that are going to be hitting each other. So the 12 Lite will more than likely be in the same market as the, uh, you know, uh, the nothing phone. Um, yeah, so the Pixel 6a may not may not be uh, in there, depending where it is. If, if it releases in the UK, then they are going to be competing with them. Because I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw um, Snapdragon uh, the Snapdragon UK account tweet a, uh, a competition for the announcement. The launch event is in the UK. So <laughs> Pixels do release in the UK. And yeah. and a week later, Pixel is dropping an A, you know? So yeah. I'm interested to see how things are going to be. It, it's going to be hot. It's going to be crazy going on there. I'm hoping, or actually, I'm not hoping. I think nothing is going in with the services and the backup and the other things that augment the experience because we kind of already know what the phone is, right? I mean, for the most yeah. part. The form factor, we don't really know yet on the on the performance on the camera, but it's a first-gen phone unless they hired and decided to copy some other company's, uh, you know, proprietary color algorithm and processing, uh, uh, you know, algorithms. They're going to have some challenges. There's going to be some things to build up and, and learn from. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. It is a steep competition when you come into the game. You can't come in with the same attitude of OnePlus back in the day. It was a different game. It was a different environment. Smartphones yeah. were not the dominating, uh, you know, the most dominating. Uh, the OnePlus phone, like outright MSRP to MSRP, because obviously a lot of American consumers were still on two-year contracts back then. Yeah, yeah. Was- but the OnePlus came in and steamrollered over all of those mini and light phones that we were talking about earlier in the podcast, because those phones were not good. And yep. a OnePlus came in and totally shook up different compromises to arrive at a lower buy price, it price exactly. as opposed to a contract price or financing um, promotion exactly i don't have a problem with that now i mean the free on contract phones are incredibly performant these days yeah. the 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 pixel from the pixel 3a onwards we've seen american mid-rangers 
absolutely step up to deliver a much more reasonable experience for lower price tags. And for all of nothing's posturing, because there's a lot of this like chest puffery, we're going to solve this problem of phones being boring. And you're releasing one of the most boring phones of the year, (laughs) minus a couple design accents that I can get on a gaming phone for not a lot more money than uh, what speaking I would spend of which, on that the, uh, the, the, the ROG Phone 6 came out with all the RGBs that you need. But, <laughs> right. they, <laughs> but I was going to say, like, like, think about, like, a Black Shark, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You could get really close to that nothing phone and get a very performant gaming phone with shoulder triggers and, and a, a better thermal design yeah. mm-hmm. and a more powerful SOC. I mean, again, F4, the nothing the phone F4 will GP have did that absolutely bang. But, but I mean, like black shark technically is available in more markets, even though we know it's kind of not really, but it sort of is kind of like red magic. It does sell in the United States, even though it kind of doesn't, but it is, but it does. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying, like, there are so many of these options, and if you're not specific about what you want, you end up with this kind of milk toast, um, jack of all trades kind Mm -hmm. of kind of uh, delivery. And I feel like nothing is trying to hype their way out of the scrutiny. But we, as soon as you you put this up against anything else that is already established in this market right now it makes this conversation exceedingly difficult. I want to see a market disruptor show up and do something interesting with the phone. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think what's going to change is better slogans. I don't need more marketing. I don't need more aspirational feel good messages. I need some differences that I can point to for people to appreciate what a product can do for them that their current product might be lacking. And I feel we always drop the ball on that conversation. Apple will make a whole commercial campaign out of water resistance coming to the iPhone. And now Apple owns the mind share of, well, iPhones are water resistant. Not like those garbage Androids that had water resistance for years before the iPhone did. That's what we need to demonstrate. I don't need LG commercials with people taking selfies from Google Assistant that every phone can do. I need a gaming phone commercial showing people triggers pop up and someone playing a game. And and that's a 15-second ad that beautifully demonstrates a unique feature that another phone is going to lack. And I haven't seen anyone in this market be brave enough to really talk about their phone and not just make it emotional gobbledygook. It's always this feel-good idea, but then they don't actually sit down and say, oh, by the way, the phone does this and no other phone can do that. So if you want this, you've got to come here because we've got it and we're going to rock your socks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and that those are the things I, I, I want to see more. Um, and the one thing that we don't get a chance to see because we're not in the in their markets is we don't get to see the adverts uh, and the markets and the banners. I know at least in in Europe or in the UK, um, we there Huawei makes a lot more advertising. There's there are some Xiaomi advertised that you'll see for their devices in the markets that they're releasing in, but we don't see that. Oh God! Right? I mean, I, I love seeing like like just wall building sized Vivo adverts in other countries. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. like it blows my mind. You know, like I would love to see any of that brand confidence, any of that brand confidence from Motorola. Yeah. 
Where is mo- the the progenitor of Android in the United States market? The Droid. The Droid. You know, everybody you, thought you had Android was all that mindshare, and and they won't put out. Uh, you know, like a, you a seasonal the commercial? television commercial. Yeah, of no, course, no, nobody, who, everyone remembers the Droid that, commercials. That commercial land like icon, icon, icon. Well, sorry, made an icon of the word Droid. Mm-hmm. I had for years i had conversations with people saying i have a droid i'm like which droid do you have oh i have an lg I'm like that's not a droid <laughs> that's no, an I've android got a droid. <laughs> that's a droid i'm like no bro just because you bought a, a motor a motorola droid back with verizon when that when that was over the atrix i think uh was also coming out after that uh you're right motorola had and they but, but think, I mean, again, I'm being very specific about brands, you know, my, no, my I'm... beef with LG and, and all the excitement. I, I've really enjoyed using the Moto Edge Plus. It, it is a great oh, yeah. phone. It's a beast of a phone. You, absolutely. I need any other company other than Samsung and Apple in the United States. And, and I'm so happy to see Google is the company that's stepping up to have a little bit more confidence in their products yeah. to reach out directly to consumers side running around carriers to try and have that brand recognition conversation because that's where that's where this market is mostly failing consumers yeah no one knows your product exists no one's gonna buy it unless they're related to a tech enthusiast who's broad enough to understand the nuance that's why we see so little movement or actually we see a lot of movement, but it's all in one direction with Apple picking up more and more market share until we see these companies making the same efforts here that they make in other countries. I don't know why they want to play this game where, well, I mean, we've got this great relationship with AT&T. Cool. AT&T not going to sell your phone. They'll put it on a store shelf for a couple months and then they'll put it in a BOGO or something. So, like it's me- not... Let me let me flip the table a little bit. Play a little bit of devil's advocate here because I have a feeling that yes, there's something. Let's fight. So behind the conversation of what nothing's trying to bring into the conversation behind the conversation, uh, uh, what what I feel like the true concept of what's going on. Actually, you kind of touched on a couple of good examples. The reason why certain things have been engraved in our memory is because of the budget or the advertising that came with it. Pixel did mm-hmm. that very nicely around the Pixel 6, and everybody talked about the Pixel 6 because they finally supported yeah. their Pixel line. I mean, what, and what I mean finally, I mean they, they decided to push the budget onto the advertising department. What if nothing goes in with that experience but sells it as the best thing since sliced bread in, an, in the advertising department where they bombard the market that they're in and, and try to showcase all these features and why it's better looking than the iPhone and better looking than the Samsung. And they start putting a lot of adverts. Do you feel like that could make the conversation shift towards them winning market share purely on advertising, purely on, you know, uh, again, literally, sorry, if, showmanship? Yes. So uh, ultimately, yes. Um, in the short term, no. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think as we've seen from a number of previous tech examples, um, you need to have a roadmap that a, that can absorb yeah. roughly three to five years of absolutely failing in the market while you continue to push messaging to consumers before a consumer will take you seriously as an option for a daily lifestyle companion device. Um, I think I still think it's it's the best sort of example of this trend mm-hmm. because 
the, the best example of this trend would be like the Surface Pro. Okay. The, the first Surface Pro came out, got panned by reviewers. What is this thing? Windows 8, oh my gosh, it doesn't have a start menu button. Uh, could Microsoft fail anymore? And then before Surface 2 came out, well, this was way more elegant than I thought it was. The reviewers were changing up their tune because they didn't want to have to buy Surface Pro 2s and they wanted Microsoft to keep sending them free stuff. But by the time we got to Surface Pro 3 and generations of marketing, because we were still putting out advertisements, some of them were really dumb, like mm-hmm. people doing choreographed dances with keyboard blades, sure. But Microsoft never left the conversation on the Surface Pro. And that was twofold. They needed to push software, they needed to push services, and they had a hardware platform to show off why Windows 8 and later Windows 10 Mm -hmm. deserved different form factors. They had to lead that conversation. A Surface is still only roughly like 5% of the total laptop sales market for Microsoft. Microsoft is not selling so many surfaces that this is a crucial part of their business, that this is a crucial part of their of their revenue streams. Yeah. But it's a Halo product for Windows. It's a Halo product for Office. So if someone can't come into this space and absorb and survive at least three years of tech reviewers talking trash, of putting out products and updating and improving and refining... And over that whole time, they need to keep the messaging present. They can't ever disappear from the conversation. They can't ever back off. If they can do that, then nothing will be a monster seller in 2026. It'll be a humongous success. But I don't think they can do it. I think they're trying to rely on enthusiasts and word of mouth in a very sort of half-hearted attempt to shake up the conversation that doesn't really need to be shaken up because other brands are doing exactly what they're saying. Exactly. But they're not going to do the big ad spends. They don't have the money to do the big ad buys in targeted markets. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's kind of a non-starter because you need to be kind of deep-pocketed. And I don't think nothing has pockets deep enough to sustain... Three years Not of three aggressive years. marketing. Absolutely, to, and to, I don't think it's to get people years, interested. Right. And I think so. The ETS comment, I think it also kind of matches. You're right. I think it, it'll be short lived. I don't think it'll go for years. I feel like that's what's going to make the the initial rise through 2022 go. I feel like it's going to be the the social media. It's going to be the Casey Neistat. Uh, the you know obviously the uh, do the, what uh, you can't. Yeah. No. No. It, it, it's it's the. The, it's the guy that shows up to the party and makes a statement on something that nobody was wondering about. But my, my concern is more about the hype. Oh, I right? resemble that comment. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, guys, what a wonderful party here. Tell me what phones you're using. <laughs> no, no. I mean, so when, when I think we know we know exactly what CarPlay was trying to do when he made the statement of saying phones are boring. Um, yeah. it, it's it's a it's a it's an it's an invoking it's a statement that invokes emotion. It's like going into a room and saying, iPhones suck, and then not expecting at least half the room to stand up and start looking at you weird, like as if you just insulted their mom or something. Right. Uh, we, I, I totally get it. And and we and we've seen that before, and he's done it before. So I think at the end of the day, what what I'm hoping for is um some surprises from some things that we haven't seen yet. Obviously, we've seen some content Same. on them, they've talked about it. I feel like it's going to be an ecosystem, but there is going to be heavy social media, you know, buzzword, inclusive club kind of thing going on, which is what, what we had originally with OnePlus and the invite system, 
which I, I hope that thing doesn't. Um, anyways, long story short, we have some things to learn from them, and I'm hoping for them to have some success. But I'm also hoping for them if the pricing is what you're saying is true, they're 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 not hitting. They're in trouble. I mean, yeah, that was like page one I, of one plus one plus one. I don't want them to fail. No, I'm and I don't want this them, up. Yeah, because absolutely. I'm concerned. Um, Michael Peppertech also brings up a good point. Microsoft also has executives and people in place that know how to talk and market. Unlike the pro wrestler wannabe that wasn't well-spoken and others were in charge for a bit, Sundar is a genius. I I could not agree more. Um, the Balmer years were very dark years at Microsoft. They were very contentious internally. There was a lot of conflict between departments. They never executed on on combined strategies yeah. um and uh balmer gave off a very bullying uh, attitude which i think turned a lot of people off that era of microsoft and sundar is completely different in terms of energy in terms of how he represents the the company and his initiatives on server side i mean Sadly, we lost Windows Phone in the push to make Microsoft a much more agile services company. But I think we're seeing the benefits of that where Microsoft is, has gone all in on services. Mm -hmm. And the hardware they make to support those services has never been better. But that's not the point. The point is microsoft things need to just be sort of as ubiquitous as google stuff and they've done so much better over the last couple of years getting that done and i think this is the biggest part is also like you said leadership and 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 focus and the ability for them to stick to have to stick through the, the years of yeah. the growing pains maybe it's a lot that's literally the best way to say it it's the growing pains you have to go through them and you have to kind of the, and, and massive transition it. pains for sure Absolutely. but i still have still have the financial support of all the backers that were in on day one this is going to be the challenge can you keep them on after the first year right because you could you probably sold them on that 12 months plan but then how do you go for the 24 the 48 the 70 you know what I mean so long story short we'll have to see what happens we'll see what comes up we'll see some of the options that they were talking also about trying to unifying uh, services between other companies maybe try to leverage some stuff from Samsung we'll have to see i know it, it's it's kind of like our running conversations mm -hmm. but we're getting really I, I mean again i i want them to do well and i think strategic yeah. partnerships are great so again in markets where they both show up the Pixel 6a is going to have buds, and next year Google's going to be putting out an Android-flavored tablet, and mm -hmm. there's all of the ecosystem. I mean, again, people seem to care about this ecosystem thing. I call that consumer lock-in. Other yeah. people seem to think that this is a good thing, but if you want your flavor of it, I don't know that the argument should be, hey, our phone also works with a bunch of Samsung products, because then... Why wouldn't you just go get an A53? Exactly. Why? Why we and then spend less money? <laughs> That's like seriously. Like you're you're going to kind of or an A52 and like again <laughs> a similarly powerful, even cheaper device, which is even, probably even better a better performer. Before I was gonna say it's probably <laughs> right. a better performer. Headphone jack, 5G, all of the good stuff. Uh, some of the stuff that we've lost, and and of course probably includes the charger in the box. Um, 
so yeah, so some of that stuff coming up, and I think so. Next week's going to be interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, we have the Xiaomi coming up. We have the Nothing coming up. Um, a week after that, we obviously have the six A launch event, um, and then we'll see how that you know how we already know obviously how Tensor works. So from a performance mm-hmm. standpoint, we shouldn't really be surprised too much of what the six A is going to do. It's going to be kind of the performance on the camera and what the camera yeah. experience is going to be, and some of the other compromises that they probably went with to get the price to come it, down. You know what's funny, um, and I bet you again, I, I'm, I'm, I, I would be willing to bet money that Michael would probably agree with this next comment. Mm-hmm. When we look at the shift from Pixel Six to Pixel Six A, yeah, it's not going to be a one to one downgrade. Um, Google has has put so much time, effort, and money in optimizing for those smaller camera sensors from the Pixel Five and the Pixel Four. That's true. I bet yeah. you things like um, like portrait mode, edge mm-hmm. detection, how your your subject is popped from the background will actually be better on the Pixel Six A because all those algorithms are trained on the smaller sensor with smaller a longer sensor. depth of field. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's so when true, you have a shallower six, depth of the field, six kept the main sensor from the six pro. Uh, so you're, you're still running on the higher. Yeah, exactly. So, so again, it, this stuff needs a little bit of nuance that depending on what features you really care about and depending on what like kind of snapshots and candids and photos that you like to take, it's never as simple as one score, one, um, one spec saying, well, this one has more megapixels, so it's the better camera. Yeah. There's so many of these little nuances that go into it. And now Tensor, most of those issues, those kinks have been kind of ironed out over the successive yep. up, updates to the 6 uh, and, and 6 we, Pro. Oh, we probably, I don't know if you got yours, but we got the up for July update today. So uh, my Duo beats I saw yours. Uh, my Pixel uh, for, for updates today. Uh, where's Samsung? How come we aren't hearing about the July update for S22s? You have an S22 Ultra. Didn't it also get the July update today? Mine, mine is a little bit. TK, on a don't don't track. It's on a slower track because I'm on T-Mobile. I made the mistake and picked up a carrier version. It, we're back on. Yeah, no, Samsung's a little bit later. Uh, we probably see it later at the end of the month. We don't see him. We don't see update from Samsung at the beginning. No, 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 no. See, I mean that that can't be though. I literally just had someone in my comments today saying that the reason why they get they they buy Galaxy phones instead of other devices it's is because Samsung is always the best and the fastest at putting out updates, and they always beat Google in the pixels. The bestest. In that the person, best. that random commenter on my video, could not have been lying to me. So TK, I think you need to. I think I think uh, I think you need to to own up here. Uh, Michael Peppertech is like my Z Fold Three got July first update, but my S twenty two Ultra, eh. yeah, no. Um, for me, I've I've kind of gotten in the habit of just I. I'll I'll say this. Lately, my satisfaction level of what Samsung's been doing with their update system for the last couple of months have been very um, moving in a downward direction because I have not been, I have not seen them fix things you know, and moving on, they're still trying to patch up and fix things from a month and a half ago. Battery drain is still a little bit higher than I sh- it should be. I can tell you that my uh, Find X5 Pro lasts way longer than my, Pixel, uh, my S22 Ultra and they're running the same SOC. So obviously, and here, <laughs> Pixel just got Focus. it. Focus. Uh, abracadabra, boom. That, oh, nope. Wait, wait. Nope, nope. I, I, okay, I did it nope. wrong. I did it wrong. wrong. Bring it back. Bring, hey, you there go. it goes. There you go. I was like, I went the other way. I did poop. No, it went the right. Uh, 
I'm glad that I'm well, I'm sorry. One thing I, I am glad that the Duo 2 is getting updates and it is more better supported in that manner. Um, Samsung for me, it's been a, a weird like seriously, I, I'm I just I don't know how to explain it. I, I mean, I, I would recommend Samsung the S22 Ultra for a very specific person and it wouldn't be a general the recommendation. And for everything else, I wouldn't even recommend the 22 or the 22 plus. I would just shift over to a OnePlus, honestly, like a OnePlus 10 Pro. Now that we finally have the higher storage and, st- and RAM configuration, you have a selection yeah. to go between an 899 or a 999. But I mean, again, it, you know, even here in the United States, I mean... The hardest question, I mean, the hardest part of the conversation is just getting out of someone. What do you do on it? Exactly. Because if you're productivity focused, man, I'm going to push you towards a moto. If you're talking premium. Yeah. I, I, I like, unless you're telling me you need a very specific kind of like photo content creation, you want those cameras, the note 22 being a, like $300 more expensive than a moto edge plus I think is is kind of tough with less for... storage with less storage I'm, I'm at 300 but i had to jump a few more hoops to get the 512 just to get what the the 899 well this was offering. again i'm i'm kind of being fair like if you go because for you can very regularly find a note for like a hundred dollars off or like yeah. go up a storage tier for the same price as they, they did the that at storage yeah. tier sales that's how i was able like to do that, that. Yeah, yeah sure I, again i mean I'm, I'm even trying to be fair in comparing a sale price note against the Edge Plus. Um, but at the price of an S22 Plus, oh man, Moto and OnePlus, I think, have built the better devices this year. The, yeah. the Pixel 6 Pro, I don't think I'd make a strong purchasing recommendation so soon before the Pixel 7 is out. Yeah. But, you know, if you were shopping more towards the beginning of the year, I haven't had anything that I felt was a significant deal breaker for the person who would be interested in a pixel. Oh, and yeah. I feel it's, it's just, it, we're, we're kind of locked in a conversation. Like you were saying, it's like, you know, once you start playing around with dollar tiers, a thousand dollar phone has to have a reason for it. Yeah. Right. It can't just be, I, it, I'm sure it is for phone. a lot of people. I want to show off that I spent a lot on a phone, <laughs> I guess. But the only label that people are going to care about for that is Apple. So already the vast majority of those people are eliminated from any conversation that I would want to (laughs) have. Like, I just, I don't talk to anyone in in my circle of family and friends who's that impressed by gadgets or phones. So everything has to have kind of like a purpose or a reason for why they would buy more than an A-series pixel. And, And from there... From there, it's like as long as you can get any kind of specificity, I feel there are always better targeted options than just, I don't know, the S22 is the easiest phone to get at my carrier, which is a terrible reason to buy a phone. <laughs> and well, I mean, the, the reality, there are going to be those the, that certain subset. But at the end of the day, if you buy with your with your pocket, you are going to look for what gives you the best bang for that dollar that you're spending or for that currency that you're spending. And the mid-ranger... At, like I said, this is why I'm excited for July because that is the fight. This is mid rangers at it. Um, I'm still really worried, worried about the fact that we haven't heard one phone being launched with the seven gen because I thought that was going to be the, the the. I mean, literally, we 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 had this conversation. We thought that nothing should have been a good 
launch factor for that as opposed to Although, a 778. Did you read, did you read the, um, did you read the, or at least did you go through any of the videos for, uh, for the next arm reference designs? No, I have, I've been somewhat. So, yeah. so, uh, again, a massive shout out to dudes like tech, tech potato, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Ian or, Dr. uh, Gary explains, I think mm-hmm. also did some, I think he did a pair of videos, both on CPU and GPU design. I'm not surprised. Again, I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Qualcomm were holding off on 7 Gen 1, knowing now that the refined medium and small cores from ARM are getting tweaked for power efficiency. I feel this is one of the things that is letting down the Samsung fabbed version of the 8 Gen 1 Mm -hmm. is that the hardware that's responsible for lower power activity is actually more, is actually thirstier in performance per watt than what we had on the 865 or even on the 888. So this core configuration that would potentially go into a 7 Gen 1 makes more sense when the new 700 and 500 series cores, they're not more performant. They're, mm-hmm. They don't, they're, they're not more, pow- they're, they're, they don't have higher performance. They've got the same current performance at 5 to 10% power savings. Yeah, That is so much more what we need and if they had done a 7 Gen 1 off of the first generation of these cores, it would have been way worse a performer at a, at a noticeably higher power draw than using a 765 or a 778. Yeah. No, I, and I think this is the big benefit. If they, if they do truly just give it some time and wait for it, I just was excited when I heard, when I finally heard about the 7 Gen 1 and then all quiet on the western front kind of thing so yeah you're right that makes perfect sense if it is if they are waiting for more a better power performance power to performance ratio on those lower mid and lower cores that makes more more sense because you don't want to get into that same problem with a mid-range soc that you're dealing with on your on your higher end because the biggest advantage to go in mid-range soc is better battery life absolutely yeah and the 765 has has proven that i mean it is such a great chip solid um, I, I, uh, I just want to point this out from Gabaletta. I've had customers in my line of work try to flex about how expensive their iPhone is. Then I pull my phone out, which costs way more, and they go, but it's an Android, so it's cheap. <laughs> and I know that feel. I've got I've to do something like pull out a Duo, where they've never seen engineering like that. Um, also, Micro Pepper Tech has had a, a number of comments in the chat, but I, I really mm-hmm. liked this one. I totally love that the Tensor is going to be on the Pixel tab for the same reason. Devs getting tablet hardware that Google has told us they're serious about and software progress for Android tablets. So yep. Pixel 6a means developers are going to have a high-performance chip in an inexpensive phone to demo software. If we want developers to take better advantage of our phone hardware, we need to keep giving them hardware where the average users around $400 are going to have that hardware. Because no yeah. one, no developer is going to make an app that only runs okay on an 8 Gen 1. Like, <laughs> that's such a tiny fraction of the market. They're going to say, like, well, most of the people that would maybe <laughs> use our app are using much lower performance chips. So B- once the, the price is on... Denominator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
once prices fall on things like Pixel A-series and Pixel tablets, we'll see developers take a bit more interest in, oh, well, maybe we can push this a little bit more. Or maybe in, in a game, we can do this with graphics and make it a little bit more um, uh, engaging. Yeah. No, no. So, I, I'm with you. And, and those are the things. Yeah. Was there any yeah, other it, it, uh, any other comments from Michael or no? Oh, I mean, I kind of summed up like five oh, sure, sure. comments yeah, yeah, yeah. that he put all back to back and back to back. But but I mean, uh, you know, we'll we'll probably be getting a little bit more word on Pixel Tablet, you know, at, towards the end of the year or early next year. But yeah, Pixel Six A to Pixel Seven, I think, is going to be an interesting stretch. For, we may for hear Google. more about the tablet around the Pixel Seven launch well, event. They may tease. I think it's going to be interesting because we're also going to be pitting this up against. Uh, you know, iPhone 14, mm-hmm. and the rumor is putting iPhone 14 as a holdover phone, where they're going to be using the older SoC in the $800 iPhone, and only the pros are going to be getting the new A-series. A16, uh, yep. A- so, so again, this is an interesting opportunity where, I mean, Apple makes these high-performance chips that you can't really do much with. You yeah. know, like you can't you can't even run two apps at the same time. So what is the point of having all of this compute power if it's only going to be put to very limited application? Um, so, again, this is this is an opportunity. You can say like, hey, this is the same chip that went into our pro phone last year and it's got a second life in an A series phone and it has a third life in a reasonably priced tablet. That is good messaging to reinforce that kind of conversation with consumers. You're not buying a cheaper phone and getting cheaper performance. You're buying a cheaper phone and a couple things change like the screen and the camera. Mm -hmm. Totally reasonable. And I bet you consumers will get that if you just tell them point blank, this is where we move things around and this is why you might want to spend more, but this is totally where you can spend less and you won't be punished for that. I love it. And this is why I'm excited for the 6A. This is literally why I'm excited for it. Um, and I'm I'm really worried. Not worried. I'm not. <laughs> I'm hopeful for the nothing, but I'm I'm worried as to the competition that they're jumping into. Because if I'm not mistaken, Pixel does ship to, to the UK, and the UK is a market. So hopefully, it will be there also at launch. I'm ready for the showdown. So and, and again, gonna... I I I don't think it's like this isn't a Vegas like oh this is a hot take. Go throw some money at your favorite bookie. Like yeah. no, obviously head to head, Google's marketing is just going to crush nothing regardless. But yeah. I mean, in in the actual user experience, in the phone in hand, the 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 performance, the support, the expectations on the companies, there's very little. I see nothing being able to do at four hundred and sixty euro to deliver a truly better user experience than what a similarly priced uh, A series Pixel is going to do. So that that's. I feel like a number of us have been commenting on this enough. Yeah. Whatever, whatever your feelings are sort of like, whether or not you're, you're that impressed with what nothing has been putting out there. I feel like a a number of people, we're not unique in this. Like this is some, you know, separate hot take from two techies way out on the fringe. I feel like this is pretty common for people paying attention. No, no, absolutely. Um, but on a, on a small side note, I do want to talk to base a little bit more. There was some you you were playing with uh, some interesting buds that you just posted also about a day yeah. or so ago. There's a little bit of a shift gear and turn left right there. No, uh, <laughs> so uh, you dropped a video. I think was it this morning, right? I got the notification. Mm-hmm. And... The, the, I was actually on an embargo, so the, uh, this is the these are the Bear Dynamic Freebird. 
um, which was a terrible name for me because the entire time I was using them and writing a script, I kept wanting to make the free bird joke, like play free bird. Um, they're true wireless earbuds. I've been very impressed with bear dynamics, recent prosumer strategy. Mm -hmm. Like you, I mean, you regularly rock your DT seven seventies. Bear dynamic is a staple of recording, uh, uh, the recording, um, career, my entire recording career. I've, I've had some relationship with bear dynamic audio products, but their new DT 700s and their new, I haven't tried their new, um, condenser, but I have tried their new dynamic microphone and I flip and love Mm-hmm. Bear Dynamics new dynamic microphone. It sounds so good um, on my voice. But um, some of their consumer strategy has been a little hit or miss. I loved my lagoons until they fell off my uh, coffee table. Oh. So from a height of about two feet, something shifted in the headband enough that minor eyebrow movements would cause crinkle sounds in my headband. That would like ripple all the way back down into my ears. And so unfortunately, while I loved the Lagoons when they were pristine out of the box, the minorest of lifestyle abuse rendered them almost completely unlistenable. So that's not these. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) So the Freebird True Wireless 10 millimeter drivers, Bluetooth 5.2 using Aptex Adaptive, Aptex, and AAC. Okay. Um... A very good ANC, not class leading. So if you want earbuds that hyper isolate and completely block everything around uh, in the world around you, these would not be my pick. Um, but these have been some of the best that I've heard. They're up there with like the premium tier Sennheisers and Sony's. Okay. When you activate the ANC, it is so beautifully consistent. Um, ANC, even on some really good, you know, sort of more expensive uh, earbuds, to me, you can hear a tweak or you lose some clarity or something mm-hmm. in the mids drops out. The EQ changes. It, it's like magic to me that we have active noise canceling as good as it is these days. Mm-hmm. But there's something sublime about ANC that sculpts audio around noise and doesn't affect the quality of what you're listening to. And these are some of the best. I mean, I'm sure someone with golden ears would still be able to pick apart any consumer true wireless earbud. But this, to me, was one of the better examples of that tuning done well. Um, They also use a very interesting uh, quick pairing feature. So it doesn't use a traditional multipoint. It's not like AirPods, Mm -hmm. where you're multi-connected to two to three devices all at the same time. This will remember six different hosts. And so you go to the host and you still have to tap pair with the earbuds. But the earbuds don't ever have to power cycle or reset or anything. So if you're listening to audio on a phone and then you you push connect on your tablet, it is an almost immediate. It is not as fast as true multi-connect, but it is almost as fast as multi-connect. It'll transfer over and start playing the audio from the other from the other host device and you can do that with up to six things so not not as seamless as as multi-point like on the oneplus buds pro 
um, but pretty close and with a greater variety. I mean, you compare more devices to the single thing. Just well, really solid. Keep higher higher transfer frequencies when you're able to do it in this format as opposed to multi-connect. Because what you yeah. lose whenever you do have true multi-connect when you're able, where you're actually connected to two devices at the same time is let's say if it supports LDAC or something like that. With uh, or Yeah, you got to get out of the fancy codecs. Yeah, you have yeah. to jump off the fancy codec and you're like, well, wait a minute. I wanted fancy codec connected to everything. Well, buddy, it doesn't work that way. You know, unless you want to nuke your battery in like 2.5 seconds. Uh, it takes a lot more power. And it says that specifically, you know, when you're running at the higher codec, you're sacrificing mm-hmm. battery for quality. And I think that's the purpose. You know but, that that's what happened. But, okay. Aptex Adaptive, ANC on eight hours of playtime on a single charge. Wow. Well, uh, ANC level off 56, 50 to 60%? Or are we talking higher? According to Bear Dynamic, they only rate their products at 100% volume output. I could not kill them in a day. I genuinely don't know how close their estimates are. ANC off, they estimate over 11 hours of playtime on a single charge. Wow. Okay. The case adds 19 hours of additional playtime. I, no, I, I, I dig it. I dig it. I'm thinking like, you know, nice long 11 hour, 13 hour flight to Europe. It this, this easily hand, hangs in there between a yeah. couple of naps and eating and stuff like that. No, this is uh... occasionally putting them back in the case. Well, yeah, of course. But I'm sure they'll have fast charging that, you know, 10 minutes yep. or 15 minutes will give you like a couple Yeah, it's hours. 15 minutes for, I think, two hours of playtime. Which is pretty, literally pretty standard now with most buds mm-hmm. that you pick up on the market. So I'm, I'm excited. This is nice. I'm glad you were able to get a chance to put that out. And uh, I know we were... I, I mean, so we talked about at the beginning of the show, we like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm surrounded by monitors, but yeah, no, surrounded by <laughs> monitors and, and, and earbuds and, and I mean, if you want to see, I've got the innocent actually set up on my desk right there and I pulled the Uperfect and uh, I could flip this around. I've got the Cooler Master 34 inch, 144 Hertz gaming monitor. This thing is epic. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I have dude. way too many. We got to get you on Actually, Call of Duty, man. We just need to get you on Call of Duty, hook it up well, and start some gaming. But why? I mean, have why you tried not? playing Vampire Survivors on a 34 inch curved ultra wide? It's it's amazing. You should really give it a try. Have it's you like seen my setup? It's eight, like 8 bit pixel art, but it surrounds your entire field of view. Thousand, is it 1000? Who wouldn't want the curvature <laughs> of your totally, eye? I, I, I'm so... I so desperately want to do this Cooler Master review doing like the NES emulated ROMs and like <laughs> pixel art games. Like I'm going to do Crypt of the Necro Dancer where oh it's like, God. it looks like it came off an Atari, but it's in ultra wide. <laughs> and it runs at 144. No, that does. Yeah, I know. I would love to see. Uh, <laughs> that. It is. It's. Um, I don't know if you want to turn the camera here. More than welcome to. Hold on to... one second. I might be able to. Give me just one second. Just be careful. Yeah, don't. Are you going to carry it, or are you just going to turn? Oh no, 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 no! Camera I setup? think. Well, I don't. I just. I literally plugged in because I've got my B-roll camera. Yeah, yeah. Over here on the side, so I just plugged in the HDMI cable. Let's see if Elgato is talking. Yeah, there it is. Hey, they talk. So this is the Innocent. Um, they make the art monitor that I'm currently using, and this mm-hmm. is a portable OLED. It's got Ooh. a really cool magnetic um, clasp yeah, on the yeah, back. Yeah. So it's got that like fancy arm. This is a. It's only 1080p, and it is a little pricey. Let me do um, this. But 
it, it's a gorgeous OLED. Um, but if I pull this, so pardon the shake because I'm 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 not I'm no, kind of not sure steady cam. Uh, make sure you don't show anything we're not supposed to see. I don't think I've got anything under any strict embargoes right now. But okay. there's my uh, this is a 27 inch 4K uh, art monitor, also mm-hmm. from Innocen. But then there's the beauty. Here's that real big, nice 30, ultra wide, 34 ultra wide. And love it's this. just so huge and expansive. I'm just, I'm very impressed. So uh, this is this has been very nice because I had an old, 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 old 120 hertz ASUS gaming monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a big upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a, oh, you even have it set up with your arm. The the yeah, your desk arm there. It looks pretty good. Oh yeah. So unfortunately, my my office is so cramped i can't really review a monitor on its own stand i don't have room like it, this is this is this doesn't even really fit on that little ikea desk no, I, I, it's like, a challenge no no i'm with you yeah. i had to immediately go to a, de- a desk arm so unfortunately even in my review i'm not going to be able to show off like hey it's got rgb in the stand it's not a i can't I'm sure I am. I am very sure you'll be able to find some stock footage you can reference in, in some of that in that, that little part. <laughs> it's just it takes up so much space. I just can't. I, I get it. I got it. For me, I um I didn't set up my uh the the forty nine the G uh, the G nine on the on the arm. Whoa, yeah. Um, but I did. I do understand. I'm with you. Uh, it's it depends on the the space, the availability, and like if the setup that I have right now. My 34, uh, mine's not a curve, but like a, the the 34 inch monitor that I have here is on an arm. You need arms on the on your desk for desk space and functionality. You need to raise it. There's no reason for a stand unless you really really can't put an arm because your desk can't support it. So it it's it's nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and very happy to see the setup uh, slowly but surely upgrading going curvature yeah. so we just need to get you on uh maybe okay we'll, we'll talk about the game we'll talk we'll talk a little more um so i i mean to to be fair when when i when i kind of play around and i'm testing gaming stuff i'm i'm very often firing up games like control yeah oh control and would oh my god would that would man that's pretty nice. yes and so you so need that I, extra space the the, the, the oh, curvature just to see more oh my god yes it's so good so I mean, I've also been playing on the Steam Deck a lot. Um, the the one of the most recent updates actually uh, delivered some very impressive uh, FSR upscaling and sharpening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now, if you take Control and you play it at kind of a low resolution, like 540p, so mm-hmm. like kind of just a bit better than standard definition, but then you set the FSR to like the the highest level it looks pretty good and control is now playing at 60 frames per second on a steam deck nice and it definitely does not compare to my 2080 ti and this ultra wide but that is insane to see something like nintendo switch grade playing control that smooth so it's been great. I've been going through like a whole bunch of indie and arcadey games, twin stick shooters. I maybe bought the entire collection of Blaster Master Zero on Steam today, I love just it. to have something for the weekend, kind of Game Boy style because I love you know the original NES Blaster Master. Um, but then I mean to sit down here and actually drive 
just a, a, a triple A game with this kind of expansive view on it has been stunning. It's it really has been beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited to see your review on that one. So I'm I'm really happy that you're 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 drowning in in displays, but you're drowning in such beautiful, crisp, colorful displays. So I'm really happy that that that's you know, coming out. There. So, so so like we've been talking about audio products. I am not as qualified to talk about screens. Mm-hmm. I, I understand optical tech and lenses and things like that, but I don't really even, I don't even have like, you know, calibrating equipment. You know, I, I'm I was going to say, yeah, though, I've seen some videos. Yeah. Some people are like, they're putting their calibration tools. They're trying to make sure, you know, what, what the display actual color gamut. Is. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely, there is and if for some people like, cause when I've done my, my reviews, I'll say this, you want to look at the technical data, look at it. I'm talking, my experience and my review is from a lived in experience of how to use yeah. it and what are the situations I'm using and how this thing looks to me. Um, you can, if you're trying to go into an art display, like you were talking before, and you need to have that color calibration done out of the factory, out of the box kind of there, and you don't want to go in and try to play with it to calibrate it, then there are some videos out there. That's so, nice. But, yeah. So, no, no I, I totally understand. Uh, but if you get more monitors, then at some point, maybe you will, you know, expand the repertoire. Maybe that'll be something. Well, the thing I like is like audio products, because I feel my ears are better descriptors for <laughs> consumer grade stuff. And I feel like when I describe what I'm hearing, I can do a pretty good job of saying like, mm-hmm. hey, for my ears, this is what this sounds like. And this is why I like that. The interesting thing is like, okay, we've got. We've got the next pad. The next pad yeah. is a very specific kind of portable display. And it can do a very good job if you set it up as a more you know, sort of uh, stationary mm-hmm. screen. But yeah. it wouldn't necessarily compete to an actual like desktop monitor that can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, we've got some good choices outside of that, though. At around the $300 price tier, we can go up to some larger portable 1080p displays, some touch screens. Um, you can go to 350. That's about where that Innocent lives. And okay. now we don't have the resolution. It's just a 1080p display, but it's a really pretty 15-inch OLED. And that, I mean, the color on that thing is incredible. Absolutely. I've oh, never yeah. seen a portable display look that good. But if I go up a little bit more, I can go to something like the Uperfect, mm-hmm. which is a 4K battery-powered dock of a screen with a much sturdier hinge and assembly so that you can prop it up. You travel with it. It's got its own keyboard, you know, blade cover. So so just just like what I love about mics and headphones, there's no one right winner. But it's very clear to see, you know, hey, if I need something a little bit more portable, but I don't need it to be the brightest or, you know, maybe the color accuracy isn't quite as good, there's mm-hmm. this one solution. I can go really cheap. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't talk trash about my old Lapau. That's kind of a plasticky 1080p display. It wasn't very bright and the yeah. color gamut was much lower. But I think you can get those for like, you know, uh, 25 bucks and a half a ham sandwich now. I mean, like, they're not hard to pick up. <laughs> so you've got the Lapals, yeah, you've yeah. got the Wimaxes, you've got the mm-hmm. Innocents, you've got touchscreens, you've got OLEDs, you've <clears> got <throat> high-resolution LCDs. This, to me, is what's exciting. Why I've been taking on all of these extra monitors, it's been really exciting to see very clearly this is different because it's doing this. 
this is different because it's better for someone who needs that. Yeah. It's not just big, big screen that I can fit into a backpack. It's, oh, I can see the specific purpose for this. If I really wanted to do artwork on the go, I wouldn't go with a higher resolution LCD. Mm-hmm. I'd maybe want to spend my money on a lower resolution OLED. And then pair that up against something with like my Surface laptop and it drives that 1080p beautifully. You know, like all of these different parts and pieces now have very specific audiences. And it's not just we put a screen into a cheap plastic frame. Now it's we've got a reason why you might want this monitor instead of a different monitor. And that definitely piques my interest a lot more. I like the precision. I I like it when we drill down and we get specific about why we're making this product and that's what i'm surrounded by like i think there's a story for an ultra wide monitor that's very different from a story from an art monitor to a portable monitor to a tablet dock i mean that to me gets me a lot more excited i like it i like it and so for those i i'm hoping well hopefully we'll see those videos come up in the next in the near future and um, we'll definitely be talking uh, about nothing next week as much as possible uh, when things like. kind of, yeah, well, more than likely. Um, so for me, I have one more video coming up this weekend. Um, hey, Golan's in the chat. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Hey, what's up, Golan? Uh, um, I have one more video coming up this weekend, and um, I am going to be, I, I don't know, I'm debating, but I may end up having the, the Android Bay come up on Friday because I'm having some, some scheduling conflict on fr- on Saturday morning, uh, unfortunately. So I'll, we'll have to see. It may end up being a, a late, maybe even a late Friday show. Um, but I'll, we'll have to figure something out on that end. And I know when Monday we'll be back for the SGGQA. Uh, there'll be way more, obviously, content to cover. The battle of mid-range is, is in full swing. <laughs> and we're definitely going to be hearing a lot more in the next couple of weeks, at least, from three different companies that are offering us, yeah. again, very good contending uh, you know, mid-ranger performers for a it's going to be a good fight for sure yeah well but i'm hoping that that's where the consumer wins that the more competition there is the more the consumer gets better choice better choices for less uh for less money and more options as well so hopefully that's that's going to be the solution um so with that being said i want to say of course thank you to everybody uh oh james is saying good morning (laughs) oh my god hey we hit the spot so that's how you know we're hitting that time of the day um you know, thank you for everybody for kicking it with us on this beautiful Thursday evening. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be back home, back in the studio. Last week was fun. Um, I got a chance to have fun with both the Pixel 6 Pro, uh, the you know, the Magic 4 Pro. I'm going to be putting out a video on that on my camera experience, utilizing that during my trip to to New York. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and we took a lot of pictures and been posting a lot on socials. So for that, for sure. Um, on Sunday, this <laughs> this coming Sunday, I'm supposed to be supposed to get my oh man, congrats, man, congrats. Uh, yeah, I remember he was mentioning that. that long ago uh that there it was starting coming to his it's a good phone it's a really like the honor magic 4 pro and it works so good with this the next pad (laughs) bringing it back circling back let's see can we get sony to focus on full see it's a callback there you go yeah you bring it back at the end you circle back and you Make sure you go with it's that. It's like so, a poetry. It rhymes. It does. Um, if you haven't done it yet, please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that bell icon so you always know whenever our show goes live. Make sure to check out both one and myself's socials uh, in the description below. The audio podcast will be going up hopefully live within the next day or so if you'd like to hear this on the go and maybe catch up on some of the conversations. Uh, but yeah, stay healthy. Stay safe. Uh, again, you know, let, let tech do good things for you. And we'll see you next week for another episode of The Best of Our Week. Bye-bye for now.
bam.